I'm Jessica Reynolds, and you are listening to the Creating Queensland podcast, where I interview those in the property and development sector. In this episode, I interview one part of Renault Gals, Holly, one of two women who are about to complete their third renovation project in five years. Holly is open and transparent about the process, including costs and profit. This episode is going to be highly valuable for other renovators, wannabe renovators, and builders. We also answer the important questions, such as, does Holly watch the blog? If you would like to find out more about me, you can search Jessica Reynolds Urban Planner on LinkedIn or search upqld.com.au. Now let's get this interview started. So today we have Holly here from Renault Gals. Uh, how did you come up with that name and what does Renault Gals do? Oh gosh, the name. It's been um, a little bit controversial. <laughs> um, a few friends of us are like, that name's so dang, try change it. We came up with like a big list of names um, when we first tried to open the page. Okay. Um, and it's really hard to find something. Yeah, something that isn't taken, something that everybody likes. Um, that's it. Something that's not too cheesy, that's not too tacky. It's so hard. So we don't love the name, I'll be perfectly honest. Um, but it's a bit hard once you start getting followers. You're like, oh, do I do a name change? Yeah, but if anyone's got any re-rest. suggestions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay, so if anyone listening to this has a suggestion, they can randomly send you, this is what you should be called. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> send it through. And what is open. Re- <laughs> You're open. What does Renault Gals do? What, what is this? Um, so originally it was just two friends that couldn't get into the property market ourselves. Mm-hmm. like on our own um most banks that we seem to go to a mortgage brokers were like you've got a decent enough deposit but you really need to have two incomes i think you know it's a bit risky these days if, or as we know the times that we're living in if someone <laughs> yeah. was to lose their job um so that's how it came about we both just wanted to buy our own property weren't able to and decided to pull our money together to buy something beautiful so that's just where it came it came out of necessity yeah, basically, well, we just thought rent money is dead money, that whole saying, whether that's an old wives' tale or not, I'm not sure. But <laughs> um, we just thought, why not get in? And at the time, like Brisbane was sort of going up. This is like five years ago, I guess Brisbane's been going up for a while now. Um, and we thought, well, why not give it a go and see if maybe we can get a bit, bit of money so that we can then go buy our own properties. Okay, so that's how it's, it's started. And so you're saying that was about five years ago and now I see that you're on to project number three. Yeah, that's right. So we started, we bought the first one in May 2015 and then this one, the third one we bought in 2019, July last year and the plan was to get rid of it in May but whether that happens with what's happened in the world, I'm not sure. Yes, and I don't know why I keep laughing when everyone goes, yeah, what's happening with the world? And I'm like, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a coping mechanism now. <laughs> just laugh about I it. I know. Well, it's so crazy. Who could have predicted? Uh, no one, apparently. <laughs> no <Yeah>. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you're on to project number three. Um, you've done, this will be your third project within a five-year-ish period. So yeah. what, what's happened in between just buying a property out of necessity, rent money is dead money, you know, make it maybe a bit of cash to now, you know, you've got an Instagram profile, you are, you know, active on there, you're on to your third project. What's it turned into rather than just a get into the market? Like, is this part of an end goal or is this just a hobby or what? 
So I guess it's turned into a bit of a passion and we've both realised like our love for doing things practically and um, also to get out of doing full-time work and having our own business. Um, so the first one that we did, a few people were like, oh, that was just a fluke that you made that much money. Um, and so, and also I guess we're both single. So after we sold the first one, we were like, oh, okay, well, you're still single. I'm still single. You don't want to move overseas. I don't want to move overseas. Okay, well, let's just buy another one and see if it was a fluke. So it was a little bit of a test, I think, the second one to prove to people that we're onto something um, or to test out to see if it was a fluke. So that's why we bought the second one. Um, And we, yeah, so we bought that and then that was successful again. And so we're like, okay, I think we're onto something now. And again, we always reassess every time we sell them. We're like, Mm -hmm. what do you want to do? Are you still happy living together? You know, da, 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 da. And then that's when we're like, okay, well, let's buy a third one. And and then that's when, when we sort of started to look at the third one, um, that was when we were like, maybe we can actually make a business out of this potentially. Because originally the Renault page was started purely, I work with 250 other nurses just in my small ICU department. Mm-hmm. And they were always like, how's the house going? What are you up to? Show us pictures. So it was purely just started so that I didn't have to scroll through my you know photo album on my iphone um to show them oh this is what the kitchen was and then scroll 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 this is during this is after so that's why we started it really we never expected it to be like a a real passion or become a business or even think about potentially becoming a business but um yeah that's where we're at so that's pretty cool so it's all happened very organically by the sounds of it and you're yeah slow but right in this moment you are considering it maybe becoming a full-time gig or yeah we'd love to um ideally with my job I'm lucky as a nurse I've been able to cut down my hours slowly Mm -hmm. over the period of five years um I still work 0.75 of full-time um but the plan was after selling this one I was going to drop down to I think it equates to like 0.6 which is um you know just I just had to go in for 24 hours each week that was the plan to slowly cut down to have this on the side, sort of have two part-time jobs, I guess. Um, but now with what's happened, I don't know that a business is feasible, unfortunately. Um, we'll have to wait and see how the world plays out. I think it's definitely a day-by-day at this point. I probably wouldn't totally. a dream, but it's... Um, That's right. It's a reassess uh, moment and a bit of a wait and see, I feel. Um, yeah. Things still seem to be moving. It's just a bit weird (laughs) it's the only way to describe it weird that's it we can't I don't think anyone can predict can they so we're just going to have to like you're saying see day by day um but absolutely you're so right never give up on your dream so the dream's still there I still hope to cut back this year um you know like 12 hours of a fortnight um but we'll see your day-to-day job is pretty important and obviously you've found a passion um, for renovation that you want to move into, um, obviously, by the sounds of it, on a full-time basis. So I'm just wanting to know why you would want to leave nursing to do this. Like, what about renovating do you find so exciting? That we love. Yeah. Um, I think I like it because it's practical. Obviously, nursing is practical, so it does relate sort of to my job and what I'm doing. Um, and I work in quite a technical field being in IC, so we run a lot of pumps and it's almost a bit, you've got to be a bit of an electrician and a plumber running all your machines and everything. So I think it does relate, believe it or not, my ICU nursing to my renovating. Um, but I just like the freedom. Like I love being outdoors. I'm not someone that likes to be in an office. Um, 
you know, it's fun meeting people and working in a team and, and which I get at my work, but you also get that renovating. Like you're working in a team of drafters and certifiers and builders and planners yep. and sparkies and all of that. Um, I think the creative side, I probably don't have that at my job. And I guess deep down, I probably am a bit of a creative person, not that I can draw or like I'm definitely no artist, <laughs> but I obviously have a bit of a creative bone in my body. And so that gets to shine when you renovate homes but yeah I guess the biggest thing if I had to name one thing would be the freedom and being your own boss um you know being able to get up and go today I want to work and do 12 hours on the house and then another day you wake up and go oh just do two hours of painting today you know you're not required you can have your breaks when you want you're not required to be somewhere at 7 a.m in the morning sit in the air-conditioned office until 4 p.m in the afternoon so Mm -hmm. that's what I like about it no, I hear you. I had to laugh. So when you said about, you know, you're renovating, you know, nursing and your job does relate a lot to renovating. And then I thought, I hope you don't use it the other way around to patients saying <laughs> my renovating is close to nursing, you know, same, same. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'd never say that to a patient. You, you're doing this as a passion and what has been, obviously you've had pretty good experiences then if you if you've been doing this for five years you're on project three and you are looking to do more in the future by the sounds of it why is it so it's obviously positive but have there been downsides like is there anything that you would maybe um try to avoid on your next project that maybe you've done in the last five years has there anything you've learned yeah could impart onto other people i have to keep rewording this that's okay yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. And I'll probably ask you to like pick out pieces and re, um, re-ask me again because I'll forget <laughs> just being night shift brain and like living off five hours sleep for the last few days. Mm-hmm. Um, have I, have we learned anything? We've learned bucket loads and I guess you could take it like the things that have gone bad, you could obviously take negative, negatively, but we have always kept the attitude of it's a learning experience. So anything that has gone wrong, we've gone, okay, right, let's deal with it, move on and make sure that next time it doesn't happen. So we've even had a few things happen this time that we're dealing with with the builder, which are quite biggish things. So like the cladding that's been put on the carport at the front of the house does not match the weatherboard cladding that's on the house, completely different board sizes in their thickness. Yeah. So that's like a big deal, you know, so you're learning next time I would make sure that on the plans it is very specifically specified instead of just the way it was worded was quite open. Um, The carport's also been built 300 mil too short. So now you can't really fit like a ute with a ladder on the top under there. So Mm -hmm. that's having to be fixed. Um, The last house, we do seem to have a bad run with carport. The last house was (laughs) built too narrow. The carport was built too narrow. So we have learned a lot of things, um, you know, when dealing with builders and whatever. And each time, like I said, you just have to take it positively. Um, and definitely there's things we do differently, like house two, for instance, we we probably should have gutted it and re like like rechanged the floor plan to make the like living rooms and everything at the back of the house because you know how everyone wants, you know, open mm-hmm. doors out to their backyard or mm-hmm. whatever. But in the end, we did well with it anyway. So, yeah, you do live and learn each time, but it's whether you take that negatively or positively and, you know, I guess you've got to be a little bit savvy too with how much money you're spending because at the end of the day, it's all about a profit margin. Totally. So, when you're talking about profit margins and, you know, potentially different layouts, 
Um, how do you start your renovation projects? You obviously go find a house. Do you then start like picturing how you could improve it straight away as soon as you go into the house? Um, and then do you work with designers? How do you actually come up with a plan forward that's going to get you a good yield once you go to sell? Yeah, so I think the going, the going saying, is that the right word? The go- <laughs> is that what I mean? Like the, the saying that goes is um, you make your money in the buying. Does that make sense? Um, I've never heard that one, but I am oh, a real estate that. agent, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you they generally and I'm not an agent, so maybe I'm <laughs> the odd one here. <laughs> yeah, no, they generally say you make your money in the buying. So okay, you need yeah. to buy a you need to buy a property that is like slightly undervalued. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole like worst house in the best street, yes. um, something that's got obviously more like potential to turn it into, you know, something really nice. And you've got to be able to do that, work out your profit pretty much when you go through that first or second open home. Okay. Um, so yes, when we first do go through an open home, we'll always look immediately and go, we'll do X, Y, and Z to it. Um, this mm-hmm. is option one, this is option two, this is option three or whatever. And then we come home from that open home, we'll sit down and work out how much needs to be spent on flooring, on paint, mm-hmm. on adding a carport, on mm-hmm. um, certifying fees, engineering fees, et cetera, et cetera. Because some of those things, once you've done them once, they're sort of the same price. Like once you know how much a certifier is, yeah. you know, they're about $1,200 and then engineers, you know, up to four grand and blah, blah, blah. So once you've got those figures in your head and you know roughly how much a kitchen is and a bathroom is and polishing floorboards, you can come home and do a pretty good estimated budget so the budget that I did for Project 3, for instance, was I think like 135000 when we first looked through and we're going to end up spending 175000 So that's not really too bad, an extra forty k. Okay. So um, in your budgeting, do you have sort of a, a <laughs> I guess, an extra little sum in there going, oh, it might cost one hundred and thirty-five, but if we went to two hundred, who cares? <laughs> yeah, so you obviously yeah, so you've got to have a bit of leeway. Um, I think one eighty was our absolute max for this one. So we're gonna come in under budget by five grand. The last house project project one and two we were bang on. We said we we're gonna spend twenty grand on project one and we did and it was perfect. And project two we said we were gonna spend seventy and we spent seventy. Okay. So sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. This one blew out a little bit, um, probably because we hadn't done an extension before. And so okay. we probably did underestimate a few things like we plan to use our own plumber our own electrician Mm -hmm. but when you're borrowing money from the bank for a construction loan Mm -hmm. um you have to everything has to be on the one contract and our sparky and plumber like don't know the builder that was doing it he wanted like the the builder wanted to use his own trades okay so we had to go with him so obviously his trades are not going to treat us and give us the same price as our guys that we've yep. used for the past two houses yeah so that's how the money sort of added up a little bit extra okay and why did you choose your particular builder um based on the fact that you know you couldn't use the trades that you did want to use so you've obviously signed with this builder for a particular reason what was that reason yes so one of the reasons was he was able to do a full contract and he was happy to work with the bank when you're doing when you don't have the cash a construction loan is a bit annoying for a builder because they've got a they've got to submit a fair bit of paperwork before the bank signs off on okay. releasing the funds and they have to mm-hmm. meet certain criteria. So it's, um, Ryan, our builder, had to be a little bit more patient, I guess, than had we just had the cash and gone, you're hired, we'll pay yeah. you, you know. 
um, after each stage. So it's just a little bit more time consuming for builders, I think. So we worked with him because he was patient. Um, yep. We also liked that he was local. He lives in the same suburb. So we knew that if anything goes wrong or whatever, he's literally around the corner. You know where he lives. Um, yeah, <laughs> we know where he lives. We also saw, sorry, my phone's falling out. Um, we also saw that he'd done a few projects just on a couple of the streets around the area and they all looked good. We like had a walk around and the finishes looked pretty good. Um, he was just nice. He documented everything. He was quick to respond to emails. So that's why we used him. Okay. And is that how you found him just because you're walking around your local area? Yeah. Yep. That's exactly how we found him. Cool. All right. I think that's really interesting feedback for other builders, I think, to know. Yeah. How- I mean, obviously you, you need to do your due diligence. And I think we've learned as well since doing this that um, ideally you actually should ask a builder for like somebody's work that they've done and if you can have their phone number like one of their clients so I actually had for the builder we're using today he actually asked a few weeks ago if I'd give my number to a gentleman that he's quoting around the corner who okay. also wants to do an extension in a carport and that gentleman called me about an hour ago and um, you know obviously wanted to know how the build was going and what, what we thought of our builder and blah 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 so next time I know to do that. See, I would have never even thought to ask a builder, no. you know, can you give me a client's job that you're doing currently that I can call and speak to? Yeah, so, it, it makes sense. But yeah, honestly. It totally I, makes sense. You use so many other consultants and you never do that. Um, but I guess That's a builder right. is it's so, it's such a close relationship. They're like, they're doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're spending a lot of money. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Okay. So my last question is, do you watch the block? Do you watch those renovation yes. projects? Do you actually enjoy them? <laughs> I must admit, and the block would ever kill me if they had me say this, but I actually think it's gone downhill heaps since <laughs> like when it first started. I loved the first few seasons, um, but I didn't really watch last season, I will be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I think like all TV in 2018, 19, 20, it's all becoming a bit too scripted. Yeah. Um, if I can say that, it's probably not really okay. the right thing to say on a podcast. But the rise of the influencer and people are there yes. for reasons. Um, I was looking at yes. a, um, back in the VH1 days, a reality show on YouTube yesterday, and I was thinking, wow, it was just such a different world of reality TV. Yeah, and, it's just and, changed a lot. Yeah, I liked it a bit more raw. Yes, um, I think we all do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just want to see that raw, the true blue Aussie that's out there giving it a go. Um, so we, but we do still watch, and obviously you get design inspiration from that. And with these days, with like Pinterest and Instagram, there's so many ways to get design ideas. But we have actually applied for applied for the block twice um, in the past, but we haven't gotten a call back or anything. So <laughs> maybe you're not wild enough. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think we have enough followers. I think that's what it's based on now. Okay. So if people you are. want to follow you, where can they find you? So they can, find us at, <laughs> <laughs> they can find us at Renault underscore gals, G-A-L-S, but please send us your suggestions for better, cooler, more hip names. We're totally open to better names. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I saw a story where you guys were asking, but I just, I couldn't think of anything because I was like, Renault Gals, it kind of explains it, you know what you Yeah, that's it, <laughs> that's, that's it. We wanted to, um, we wanted to just have a name that, yeah, like said who we are, who we are straight up. I think there's a lot of accounts out there with like, um, 
like male, females, where, you know, the partner is a builder or a sparky or a plumber or whatever, but there's not many girls out there that are just doing it by themselves. So we did want our name to sort of, to sort of say that in it. Okay. So the name has to have something to do with renovating and it has to be something feminine. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Noted. We'll get everybody thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Good. And well, we can't copy three birds. We can't be no. like two birds renovations. No. Copy. no, no birds involved. No, no birds. No, no chicks involved. <laughs> no, no chicks. What about babes? <laughs> oh gosh, and you could be getting a bit sexist, and you know all that women's rights, feminists. <laughs> okay, I'll keep thinking. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Holly. It's been such a pleasure. Pleasure.